Hey, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. It's uh, nine minutes past 11. Oh, this morning, yeah, guess what I was doing, right? Um, well, I was watching, uh, uh, who was it, was it? Uh, yeah, I think it might have been uh, on the BBC, uh, it was um, Nick Robertson in for Andrew Moore. And he was doing a down, away, down the line thing with a guy on the Zoomage. And I could hear water dripping. I said to my wife, is that, what's that water drip? And we could hear water dripping. So we've got a, a leaking tap in the kitchen. Uh, so I went, I said, I'll go and check. That was gone. I said, oh, right. It might be in the utility room. Oh, yes, we've got a utility room. Oh, yes. We like to utilise stuff in the utility room. So I went in there, it wasn't that. And I thought, I wonder if it's a guttering because we'd had a lot of rain. So I, I went outside. I went, no, it's not. I said, oh, I wonder if it's the, because we have a new, I've had a new fireplace put in because the other one was was dodgy. Um, so I went outside to see whether it was the new grill thing. No, it was not there. I went upstairs. Is it the shower? Is it the, no, it's not. It was actually in this guy's Zoom. The, the, the water drip, it, it wasn't water dripping, but it was on the Zoomage when he was, you know, doing the interview. I spent half an hour trying to find a lake that we didn't have. I'm paranoid about leaks. I'm paranoid about the uh, the whole thing about water, as well. I'm glad I don't I don't live in a place that's kind of uh, flood prone. But anyway, happy Father's Day. I've had uh, the uh, both of the boys round, uh, socially distanced. Uh, Stuart brought uh, the two kids, uh, Daisy, uh, Libby, and uh, Cam round, and uh, saw them. And then Neil went and got us a coffee, and I had a, a fried breakfast this morning. Oh man. I can't believe I love a fried breakfast. I do. I love uh, the eggs. Sourdough bread. Oh, man. That'll do me, though. I probably won't eat for the rest of the day. Uh, well, I will. I will eat for the rest of the day. But, uh, oh, man. But anyway, happy Father's Day. It does bring you back, doesn't it, when you, you start thinking about uh, the influence. And I was lucky enough to have a great dad. But it is. it takes you back, doesn't it? It takes you back to the... Uh, the great things your dad did uh, that you, you didn't realise he was doing it for your benefit. I always remember, I went fishing with my dad. Uh, I, get, I have low attention span, so nothing was happening. We went, it was trout fishing, it was in a wee burn, a wee, wee stream. And I was, nothing was happening. I thought, God, I was getting bored. And then uh, my dad said, just hang on to my rod, son, will you just, and I'll get the sandwiches out for us. And I went, oh, there's a fish on here, Dad. Oh, it's all great, well done. And so I pulled the fish out, but I pulled out too much and it ended up on a tree. The, tr the, the trout was hanging from the tree by the, you know, so my dad had to climb the tree to get the, uh, the, get the trout down, which was bad enough, but, uh, but he knew there was a trout on the line. That's what I mean. He got himself, and then he said, Dad, there you go. The son, there you go, there you go, there's your trout, uh, you know, you hold on. He knew there was a... You see, it's funny, you only realise later on how clever your folks were. My mum was the same, very clever people, very, uh, very, you know, people are leaders in life, but they don't know it, do they? Uh, but anyway, um, I, I hope your uh, Father's Day, and uh, if you've lost your father, and uh, especially recently, uh, then uh, I, I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, it, 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 what's it, it doesn't get any easier... Uh, but the good stuff, the good memories seem to kind of bubble through, which is nice, isn't it? When the good memories uh, come storming through like a good one. I've got some good stories for you today. You can do what you like with them.
It's up to you. Oh, very excited. Donald Trump got turned over by a whole lot of teenagers. You know, he's doing this big thing at Tulsa. Uh, he was doing a big rally, trying to relaunch his, his campaign, his election campaign. Here comes Donald for a second uh, uh, session. Oops, oh, the kids are going past. Oh, that's nice. Oh, good. Oh, they're running. Not my kids, they're other people's. Oh, that's nice. I don't recognise them, though. We're getting a lot of strangers on the uh, Gator community. I don't know if we get something to do with, uh, we've got accommodation free at the moment. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, the, the Trump, he, uh, Trump uh, decided uh, you hold this rally uh, and then they put the tickets out. For these rallies, they take over a big, usually an indoor stadium somewhere, take it over and Trump has thousands of his followers there. Anyway, uh, he announced the tickets were available and you could reserve the tickets. What these young 16-year-olds, and this was builds my heart with hope, I say hope, that uh, they, they, they realised that they could, uh, they could make Trump look like an idiot. They reserved some tickets, loads of tickets. So when people, his true followers, turned up uh, to try and get the tickets, <laughs> they couldn't get the tickets because they were... And then the 16-year-olds didn't turn up to the rally. And so it looked really empty. The record about eight or ten thousand people, which is still a lot of people. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, but <laughs> he was warned: please, don't do a rally, especially during the coronavirus, because America is really still in the clag. There, there's some of the places, some of the counties, like Florida, four thousand people uh, in four thousand new infections yesterday. They they look like they're going to a second peak. And by the way, Trump never mentioned any of that. He didn't mention George Floyd, uh, Black Lives Matter, none of that. Um, but he he made anybody who was turning up to support him, anybody who was doing that whole supporty thing, he made them sign a waiver so that if they did get coronavirus, they couldn't sue him. They couldn't, they couldn't, so, so that, that says a lot, doesn't it? If you get diseased, if you get a killer disease, uh, you get it from, don't, you can't sue me. You see, see how he thinks? However... Uh, he spent his time, this uh, kind of thing that's running around the meme at the moment about him not being able to drink his water unless he puts uh, one hand on it and the other hand under it to drink it. So he showed how to drink. He was drinking water straight from a, a glass and he got a round of applause. They loved it. And then he just went into his usual diatribe about the, the whole thing about... Uh, you know, uh, Biden this, Biden that. Nothing about, you know, how tough it's been uh, over the last uh, five months for Americans. Over 120,000 people have died. He didn't mention any of it. Uh, if you're American, please, you've got you've to get them out. Or am I trying to? Uh, am I trying to? Uh, I could, couldn't I? The four or five people who follow me, if I could... None of them are American. I don't think they're American. But if I could get people just to, to vote for Biden... That would be great, and then Trump would be gone. Oh man, America would be America would be free again. Because right now, America, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, just back from uh, Sunday morning drill, we have a a wee bit of a drill. Well, when I say Sunday morning, uh, just back, we have a drill about uh, half past five. We go on the parade square, and we march to uh, the theme of the Gated Community Association. They uh, they marches, and we, we we go past the big. We've got a big, massive picture of Saint Vitus, 
who is the patron saint of entertainers, as you know, they here in the gated community. Everybody's a retired entertainer of, of some kind today, uh, of some kind. Uh, so we marched. We spent, oh, an hour and a half uh, on drill today. I love drill. I love the whole thing of getting our boots on and everything. Um, though I don't like the uniform. It's too flamboyant. It, you know, it's too flat. It's, it's going to all entertaining. But we marched up and down, and it was lovely. Some of the older members, uh, they they have, uh, uh, they have their own special kind of group. They get their buggies and everything, and they and they can. It's a wee bit like the Russian when they do the Russian thing with the rockets. Well, we've got people on uh, the little buggies. You know, yeah, that's nice. So it's good. But it keeps the great thing about that uh, is discipline. Uh, is uh, the the. Uh, you know, there is problems with it because we're entertainers. There are issues sometimes about us, uh, uh, you know, not sticking to discipline. So that's what the drill's really about as well. Hey, uh, in the paper today, man shares. You know what? I used to, when I used to do this on the radio, all these kind of things, people love to tell you, uh, give you information, give you advice. I love that about the radio uh, audience. Man shares simple hack to peel onions in seconds with no tears. <laughs> And wait to hear this, which I quite like. A man, a man shared his method to effectively remove the skin from an onion in a matter of seconds, and others loved the hack after the video was shared on social media. Onions are a key ingredient. <laughs> I love how in papers how they fill these things out. We've got to kind of extend it. Onions are a key ingredient. Ingredient. What's ingredient? In many of our favourite recipes, but peeling them can be enough to drive amateur cooks mad. Scratching off the skin always seems to leave the little bits behind. You don't want little bits behind, do you? No, you don't. Or uh, we end up taking layers of onion off and the whole process is enough to leave us in tears. But one man has shared his simple but effective uh, method to peel the vegetable, which almost harnesses your anger having to do the job. Apparently people enjoy how to peel it. He punches his onions. <laughs> It does say, yeah, I know. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like you. I'll tell you what, I punched my onions last night, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he punched, he, he begins by cutting off the remains of the stalk and chopping it half so it splits when where the stalk would have been and placing it flat on the chopping boards. He says, we know the best way to peel an onion before taking a fist and slamming it down. He punches his onions, everybody. <laughs> it, it, leaving the skin to slide off with no hassle. Well, you don't want any hassle when you're taking it, but... How many hacks are there for peeling an onion uh, with uh, and not crying? Why don't we just accept most of us will, when we're peeling an onion, uh, we will cry. Why didn't anybody tell me about this as well? You know, take the high road. One of the greatest soap operas in the history of uh, man has been getting played again. Uh, STV, Scottish Television. Since it's beating the BBC for viewers during lockdown, thanks to rising audience numbers and one series proving a hit, it's a classic Scottish tilt soap, Take the High Road. I wonder if I've got, hang on, let me just see if I can find the, uh, let me just put my thingy on. Let me just first. Uh, Thank you, madam. Take the High Road theme. Uh, it's 45 years since the uh, uh, Jaws was made by as well. Let, take the High Road. Let me just see, I'll put this in the Dougal. Uh, high Road. Take the High Road uh, theme. I should really edit this bit, but why? Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. This was... All right, I don't want the advert. New Kleenex Allergy Comfort. Extremely gentle and ultra-absorbent tissues. Thank you, madam.
Yes, take the high road. It ran from 1980 to 2003. It was set up in the Highlands. And I know, weird, you know, interesting characters and everything. Uh, it was after Crossroads. Cro was, uh, does anybody know it was Crossroads, the first TV um, soap opera that we watched? So that was a... Why did we believe... here? We used to watch that up in Scotland. Why did a, a soap opera set in a Birmingham hotel get big figures in Scotland? How the heck did that happen? We can really relate to those people in a wobbly... Because it was wobbly. The set was the wobbliest thing in Crossroads, wasn't it? Uh, can people just stop asking me uh, what we're going to do uh, when uh, when we come uh, out of lockdown? Can, can, you know, the, everywhere you look, everybody's saying, "Yo, oh, I'll make sure." Uh, t tell us what you're doing. What are you doing when you? What are you going to do when you? What are you looking forward to? What, what? I just want to hug the grandkids. I just want to hug. I'm not a hugger unless it's the grandkids of the family. I don't. I don't you know. Uh, but I just want to, that's what I want to do. But I don't want to go to my favourite sushi restaurant. Somebody put there the other day, uh, oh yeah, I can't wait to go to you know, Sushi Is Us or Drive Through Sushi because I love my, no, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I don't want to go to my favourite pub. I don't have a favourite pub. I have a favourite beers, but I don't want to do any of that. I just, just want to hug the grandkids. I just want to look to, 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 to smell their hair, to, to have them and, and, you know, and then fight with them and, and, oh, you know, wrestle and all that sort of stuff and then go and play games and not worry about uh, the kind of, you know, social distance thing. I don't know when that will happen. Don't know when it will come in, when we'll get our chance. It was summer solstice, by the way, where, uh, and I saw today, somebody, uh, the summer solstice people, uh, the people who, is it the Druids? They went to uh, Stonehenge. They could do that every year. Uh, but it was only a small number uh, to celebrate the solstice. So that was the longest. Was it yesterday was the longest day? Hang on, let's just talk. Come on. Two texts, I'll just do us. Dan! Was yesterday the longest day? Sorry? Was yesterday the longest day? Today. Today's the longest day. So this is the longest day tonight, or the longest. Right, okay, thank you. <coughs> I thought it was yesterday, but it's today. Denise said, yeah, so that was my uh, Google, Denise. Uh, yeah, so it's the longest day today. Uh, and then winter drawers on. Oh, hey, this must be the weirdest time. Because we're just looking back at the last three or four months and thinking, well, we just locked down. We just did the thing and, and got, um, and just got on with, Doing the business, trying to, you know, flatten the curve. There's a phrase, eh? That'll come up in history books. Uh, in the history lessons, you'll get, you'll get that in the exam. In the uh, 2020, what did flatten the curve mean? That will be a question. I still find it amazing that we are living through something that will be remembered massively in history. Because they talk about the, the Great Plague. Uh, they talk about the Spanish flu. People remember this now, won't they? They'll talk about that time when uh, hundreds of thousands of people died across the world and got infected with this mystery disease called coronavirus. And that will be, you know, do you remember? And our grandkid, my grandkids and the kids will talk about, do you remember that time when we were locked down, Mum? Do you remember that time when we couldn't leave? We didn't go to school for months and months. 
I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to wonder what the thing about the schools, what is it we do? I, I feel sorry for the government, if I'm honest. I feel sorry for them because rock in a hard place. What do they do? Do they say, get yourselves back to school? Uh, and the teacher's saying, well, we can't take everybody back at the moment. You know, but the kids, they're talking about a big mental health issue when the kids do go back. And they'll have to kind of get back, almost get back into that regime, that sort of routine of going to school. So it's a tough one, isn't it? We want them to be safe. We don't want them to be carriers. Um, but we need them to go back to school so they can they can get back with their mates, back with their friends. So I do feel sorry for the government. I don't know what I what I do with that one. What. what what would you do? I know uh, Daisy, uh, because Daisy's mum and dad are key workers, she's been going uh, to school every morning and uh, and doing very well. Uh, uh, in fact, all three of my grandkids got the school report. You remember the school reports? Oh, wow, they got three great... Uh, you know, Daisy, who's autistic, um, and she got a really good one. She's starting to engage with the world around her and starting to uh, really interact and everything. And then uh, Cameron and uh, Libby got fantastic ones as well. Really good one. So uh, I was really chuffed with that. My uh, my school reports weren't great. I I did all right. I was I was you know I I was clever enough to get away with it. Is that the phrase? Yeah, that was it. But I just had the short attention span, and I always saw the funny side in just of everything. I did, and uh, that was everything. And even in the RAF, I I got the same phrase. Ronnie finds it hard to take anything seriously. Right now, I'm finding it hard to take anything funny. <laughs> but then, I just couldn't see the point to things, and I just used to ridicule it in a really good way. Not a really good way. Is it time, do you think, you know, I saw somebody's renewing their vows. Denise went through, and I went through that phase. Shall we renew our vows? Because it was 40 years. When was it 40 years? Married in 70, 78, yeah, married in 78. Um... 40 years, uh, and we thought, should we renew? But I, I don't know. It, it's a lot, it seems a wee bit showy, and I'm not a show offy kind of person apart from when I'm on the radio. But that idea of setting everything up and renewing our vows, but I think the government should renew its manifesto vows. All the things that uh, promised, for instance, the triple lock. You remember the triple lock, listeners? Did you remember the triple? Yeah, the triple lock was the government uh, assurance, or the current, that the uh, the pensions and everything would not be affected. Turns out that might not be true after all. It turns out that the pensions could be affected affected uh, drastically to, because of the coronavirus um, economy thing. So, because uh, pensions are going to cost the country too much. So your pensions, everybody, might not be, your state pensions might not be as good as you thought they were. You were promised they would be untouched. But it transpires. No. They could touch them, and uh, touch them uh, quite radically. They're just going to make us work till the end, aren't they? Just make us work to, right to the very, very end. Though I can't imagine retiring. Though I do feel, I said to my wife yesterday when we were out walking, um, oh, next door looked like the... Oh, next door, look, two doors down, look like they're trying a new car. So let me just check. Oh, oh right, it's a Beamer as well. Ooh, bit posh. Must have come in some money. Who are that then? They are, uh, oh, they think they're a dancing troupe. One of them's, one of them's in, yeah, the missus from that house was in Pan's People, or the second uh, thing from Pan's People, the group, remember? 
But the missus, she's from Pansbury. Maybe they come in to put some money. Yeah, so uh, we we got to uh, we got to ask the government to can you come into uh, to the House of Commons and just renew your vows, and the things you promised us to do. You know, when you got you know we gave you your vote, uh, if you got into power, that you would deliver us. Can you just sit down and go through this with them? Uh, the last thing I was going to talk about today, uh, or the thing that was going through my head, what was the thing that was going through? Two texts last night, but I wrote all this down. I don't usually write them down if I'm honest, but uh, let me just see what, what was that. Right? Uh, Okay. Oh, TV programme I started watching yesterday, first time ever, The Bidding Room. Have you seen The Bidding Room? It's a bit like uh, Antiques in the Attic Bargain Hunt, where you bring in your thing to a, group, a panel of four, they're all a bit weird, a panel of four, and they bid for it. I started watching it. It's not bad. It's got Nigel Havers as the bloke. Who you know does the the you know, the the evaluation and then you know they take some in, which must be good. I wonder what the money is for doing a whole series. They'll probably do about five of those in a day. Uh, so it wasn't bad. It, but I, I I do get the feeling we're kind of running out. I never watched Bargain Hunt anymore. Never. I I used to love it. I liked it with Tim Wanaka, who always sounds like a pudding. What's the name of that thing that's pudding? What's the thing? Wow. What's the thing? Is it uh, Wanaka? No, it's not Wanaka. Oh, one a cot, cot, one a cot, one a cot, uh, pudding cot. Let me see, pudding cot. Pudding, no, it's a, that's a baby cot. No. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh no. Oh, oh. panna cotta, panna cotta. <laughs> what an idiot! What an idiot! He's an idiot. Uh, panna cotta, that's it, yeah. So, uh, what was I saying there? That's just kind of gone. There's a reason this, these things only last about 25 minutes, don't they? Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, you uh, keep it to yourself. Don't, you don't have to share this with anybody. Just keep it to yourselves because, um, to be fair, it's, you know, it's just a bit of nonsense. It's the kind of thing just to keep... It's keeping me sane. It's keeping me sane. Look after yourself today, and, and if you've got your dad close, you give him a big hug. If your dad is on the phone, at the, ring them today and just say, hello, dad, I love you. I love you, love you, love you. Um, if you can't say that, sometimes it's not easy to say that to you, but, but I hope you do. I'll see you. I'm not going to make any promises. I'll try and do these as often as I can. My mental health is looking all right for the time being. Oh, wait a minute. Christmas pudding is next to the panna cotta. No, maybe not. Hey, listen, have a good day. I'll see you very, very soon. Cheerio, bye.